few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. Right, here we go. Here we go. Energize. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movie. Comic books. Movies based on comic books. Excelsior. Video games. Toys. TV shows. Walk inside. Pro wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> All of the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board those comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. I love the fact that it caught that first. I love the fact that it caught it caught Julian jo, Julian cocking back the gun and Coron burping to start this episode. That's, that's how we start this episode. Holy crap! All right, Good. that's that's how you know you're in for a treat this week. Holy crap! Okay, so oh God. nobody knows any of the backstory, so this isn't going to make any sense. But we're finally on the air. Uh, nobody, Jesus Christ! I know, right? We're nobody running knows. about ninety-five minutes yeah. late. Guys. Oh my gosh! So you know, we're just gonna, uh, yeah, we're kind of over it already. So this is gonna be an interesting episode. Uh, on, uh, I, I guess, um, if we're gonna say it the way that we usually do, uh, or the way that WWE used to, live via satellite via tape delay yeah. is uh, Obi John. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, is it live or is, is it memorized? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be bringing that I'm up. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Obi John gas in my generator. He's got a yeah. <laughs> the game went off the air because nobody put gas in, in Obi John's generator outside, and this is a really exciting game. Uh, yeah, he's got a really weak connection this week. It's gonna be interesting. This this uh, the uh, title of this episode is just gonna be S Show. Because I can't write shit show in the name of the iTunes uh, name. So it's just going to say S show is going to be what it's called. <laughs> Talking Nerdy TV presents Dumpster Fire, yeah, the episode. That's exactly what it is. Or uh, it's going to be Talk Nerdy to Me presents or, or Talk Nerdy to Me um, in the in the style of girls beer sports. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> so that's just how we're going to do it. We're just singers pretend. every week, yeah. We're just going to pretend that we're Because we know they're not listening. No, they they don't know how to work iTunes. They don't. <laughs> somebody else does all their posting for them. They don't know how to do anything. Um, anyway, so we're just going to go ahead and jump into it. We're not going to go into some big um, uh, convoluted um, intro. So uh, we'll just start out. Uh, we've got a really fun... Uh, you, I, I gave anybody who listened to uh, the now we started to do on Wednesdays and Fridays when I go into um, the dear friend 
Tony Rose, uh, his dear friend, friend, dear friend of the show, Tony Rose. Uh, he's been posting the videos of my visits, uh, so you can get a a little preview of what's coming on this week's uh, or on you know that particular week's episode uh, if you watch the videos. And so I gave a little bit of tease this morning, or I guess yesterday morning, uh, because we're posting this on Thursday, um, and. So I gave a little bit of a, a, a tease, but Koran, if you would be so kind as to give us the full preview or or the full topic that you suggested this week, uh, the the topic I came up with for this week is I wanted to talk about like games, movies, books, you know, all encompassing media of stuff that like scared you. But I don't mean like I, I believe the example I used in our group text was, oh, that was spooky. Time to go to bed. I mean, like, the shit that, like... <laughs> that was the voice like, I heard it in, too. <laughs> that was spooky. Time to go to bed. <laughs> um, and not I, I weird, like, the, like that Michael Jackson documentary where it's like, can you sleep in my bed? Like, that was spooky. <laughs> no, see, like, that's that's legit scary, though. <laughs> <laughs> that mugshot. No, like, oh, my God. But, but, like, I wanted to talk about stuff that... It's funny, because that documentary... That documentary is on my list because it's four hours of hearing how Michael Jackson diddled little kids. It, it's, oh. it's four hours. It's four hours. He didn't just diddle them. No, he he likes. He had them bend over and he like <laughs> fingered their buttholes. It, it was <laughs> one of like the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire Jesus, life. Jesus, tap dancing Christ! He, uh, no, I haven't watched this documentary. What the fuck? It's for like if if you watch that and then you watch that abducted in plain sight. What I've what I've learned is bad parenting. Is the is the cause of one hundred percent of documentaries in twenty nineteen? Like if if True. the parents if so, the parents had just asked like two questions if the parents had just been like um okay so I know you're famous but why do you want to sleep in the same bed as my kid? Like all of them would have been avoided. yeah <laughs> for like thirty straight days yeah like that one kid was there for thirty days it's weird straight. and all like you got to do is just ask his a dad question. was out of town the mom. Yeah, why did you not be like, first question, I know you're famous, but why do you want to hang out with my 11-year-old? Yeah. And then I'm not letting him stay there longer than maybe three days, like a weekend. I'm like, not letting him stay for 30 days. I don't care who it is. Like if I And got... if I did? Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, I better be getting paid. I'd be driving a fucking <laughs> Bentley if little boy's getting diddled for 30 straight days and he's mine. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I've got if I've got like an eight year old kid, and I don't care who the adult is, like it could be like my hero. I don't care who it is. It could be like the the, the person I've put on a the, a pedestal that I think is larger than life. They come up to me and they're like, "Hey, can can your kid spend the night at my house?" And I would be like, "Weird, not really okay." I mean, if it's like a kids party and there's a bunch of kids, to, you know, maybe. But we're gonna have to. I've got a bunch of follow-up questions. But and then if the, his follow-up question is, yeah, and can he sleep in my bed? I don't care who it is. No. The answer is no. The answer is always no. Like, always no. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're going to get back to the initial. <laughs> just always no. Why is it ever not no? Go ahead. Sorry. I'm just, that's just. It's, but yeah, uh, no, he's, he's right. But no, I wanted to talk about, like, the stuff that, like, genuinely, like, holy crap, that was terrifying, like, stuff that made you, like, lose sleep, or uh, just stuff that made you, like, it's one of those situations where if anything had come up that sounded, like, overly embarrassing about the time, like, if anyone saw you behave after you 
watched this, read this, or whatever, uh, you would just be embarrassed at how those people saw you. Speaking of, that will lead me into my first example, because I, I figured this is a great one to lead by. Uh, as I said, I've never really, like, until my late teens, early 20s. Is everyone still there? Y- y'all yeah. still on board? Yeah, I know we're having yeah. connection issues this week, so... Uh, the like I didn't start really like get into horror until like right after I graduated high school. So I uh get talked into going to see a movie on a Sunday night with a couple of my friends. We go to this like old rundown theater. Julian, do you remember the theater that used to be behind Best Buy on Nicholas Hill Road? Yeah, I used to get blowjobs in that parking lot. Yeah. Sweet. Ah! Okay. Uh not for me, surprisingly. Weird. Um, I used to give blowjobs in that parking lot. Not at first. Lot. Eventually we got there, yeah. <laughs> so uh I get to you know, we all decide I'm like, all right, well like what are we gonna go see? Because I'm just told meet us at the theater, we're gonna go see this movie. I was like, sure. No one tells me until we get there and they're like, All right, we're gonna watch the ring. Oh. This and is Tony's I, example. This and I didn't want I didn't watch horror movies at this point. And to this day, and I actually still firmly stick by this, I, I strongly think The Ring is probably one of the best PG-13 horror movies ever made. It's up there. The other two I always list are Drag Me to Hell and 1408. Um, honestly, I think it's scarier than Drag Me to Hell. I just think Drag Me to Hell is a great horror movie. Or is just a great PG-13 horror. Um, but, I mean, I am, like, clutched on to my friend Jamie during this movie because that shit is scary. Like, it is downright terrifying, and I think, Flanagan, you've at least heard the story. Julian, I don't know if you have. Uh, so, you know, I, I get home, I walk upstairs, I open my bedroom door, and there's my TV <laughs> glowing black. Ugh. <laughs> like, I guess, you know, and the, the, the way I, I think I always overly, like, overly tell this is, you know, i just been sitting on my floor playing Jack and Daxter before I went to the movie and just forgot to turn my TV off. So I open the door, my TV's glowing black, so I shut the door and go sit in the bathroom, lights on, I'm just like, you were playing Jack and Dexter. You you were just sitting there, like, having a good time, playing some video games, then you went to go see the movie, no one's going to crawl at your TV and kill you, it's fine, everything's okay. Everything's good. So I, like, I I get ready for bed, because I'm already in the bathroom and terrified, so... I like I turn on my bedroom light, I turn off the TV, and I had a uh, a king size bed at this point. And I legitimately stand on the bed because I had one of those uh like overhead ceiling fan like light things. Mm-hmm. I'm standing on my bed and like pull the chain and just like drop down and like throw the blankets on top of me and it's like I'm not fucking moving. <laughs> I am <laughs> not fucking moving right now. Mm-mm. So yeah, my first example is uh the ring like positively scared the ever loving shit out of me when I was 17 years old. No, that was, oh, yeah. um, that was Tony's example uh, because <laughs> this morning um, he told the story of how he had a TV that uh, was like this really old TV um, mm-hmm. and it would randomly just come on. Like it would just turn on oh, and uh, he had a, like a Blu-ray player or something or DVD player or something connected to it. And when that player wasn't on, the TV would come on and it would be static. And so he said like the night like he watched he watched the ring and then uh, the TV like later on he was going to bed and he got woken up by the TV coming on with the static screen. Um, 
so if you watch that video back today you can see the uh you can hear his story so yeah the ring <laughs> freaky yeah the Scary, the, yeah. the the one i always tell is uh my friend zach mcclary who i know peacock knows i think flanagan you've yeah. met him once or twice when yeah. he's been to town uh he denies this vehemently now like <laughs> says it's a bold face lie, but I remember this like it was yesterday because he'd gone to see it. Like he went and saw it. Like I saw it Sunday. He saw it Monday. So we were talking about it at work on Tuesday and he's like, yeah, uh, my TV is unplugged in my bedroom with a sheet over it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here's the part, like I've met him twice, I think twice. And yet uh, Instagram thinks that I should follow him. Like <laughs> he's like always the number one person to follow on Instagram for me. So he, I, I mean, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Kind of pretentious, but a nice guy. Well, you know, will oh. he ever, will he ever listen to the show? Probably not. Yeah. Then whatever. He is pretentious. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I'm just kidding. I've only met him twice and it's been in like in passing, like at conventions where if you meet someone at a convention, you really don't meet them because that's like, true. Uh, there, there's so much other stuff going on that, you know, you got to meet them somewhere else uh, or it doesn't count. But yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm just kidding about him being pretentious. No, you're not. It's I fine. Know. I know. He's super pretentious. <laughs> what a douchebag. I wouldn't get that far. No, but... I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just teasing. I mean... All right. Um, <laughs> What? I'll go. I'll go. Um, And I saw this at home uh, on luxurious, uh, stunning 1080p Blu-ray because I'm I'm a huge and this is patent pending. uh, So nobody make uh, a movie about this or a short movie about this or anything. Um, But, you know, like um, when you're going to bed. And then, uh, you know, it's all quiet and then you hear a noise coming from somewhere inside the house and you're like, oh, what the hell is that? And it's like, you know, the faucets dripping or like the hot water heaters doing something or like the ice makers messing up or whatever, like refilling that. And like it always scares you for a second until you realize what it is. That was amped up to um, 11 to me the first time I saw uh, the first paranormal activity. Fuck yeah. Because for a movie that's budget was like a ham sandwich with the crust cut off and 38 cents, uh, the movie has very practical and simple yet freaky, relatable, terrifying events that go on. Like just doors closing with the like the, the creaking sounds and all that stuff, uh, like the tapping on the window of a branch or what like freaks me out anyway. But watching that movie and then trying to go to bed. Like that's one of those movies that I always tell everybody, like it lingers with you. Like, it's not like, okay, you're done and you can just go to bed. Like that's one that it sticks with you because it has like everyday normal stuff, but it's like in that context is super creepy. And then you go about your life and something happens that immediately triggers you to remember that. And it just terrifies you. The the way I can the way I've kind of like described that movie is like I never thought haunted house like schlock would be able to scare me. Yeah, it's no that that one scared me. It it, it stuck with me and like oh yeah, it, it... big ass titties and then her getting dragged down the hallway. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on with this movie? Yeah, because I like and I thought... and like people like that's the only time I've ever remember like being pulled out of the movie or not being pulled out, you know, like 
my concentration was broken because people were literally like screaming and falling out of their chairs yeah. in the theater. And like, I wish I would have seen it with a theater full of people because like it's creepy and like, it's a slow burn for like the first half. And then once it gets past that halfway point and like stuff actually really starts to happen like regularly. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a big deal. And like stuff just starts to like happen very rapid. And it's very like, shit, that's happened to me before. And like, I've been sleeping and like, I've heard a sound and I've been like, no, it's nothing. What if it really was a demon? (laughs) Like, what if it really was? Now I'm like freaked out. Like, what if it was a demon? Shit. Now I've made it mad. (laughs) So it scares me a little bit. You know, as as the series progresses, it gets less and less that way. But like that first one, you could tell it's like the first saw where like, you know, they tried so hard and like it's a passion project and you can tell it's a passion project because like they are legitimately trying to scare you and it works. Yeah, they're not trying to like mess with you or like give you like, oh, this is spooky. They are trying to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, something jumped. Oh, it was the cat. Ah, ha, ha. Like, no, it's like, it's something bad and it's creepy. And so that way, when something happens to you and it's kind of the same, you're like, oh, that was something bad. This is something bad. That to me is, is the mark of a really scary movie. Not just, not just jump scare, not just how many times that I like toss my popcorn, but like it lingers. Like Captain Chris said, like it, it, it sticks with you like two days later when you, you know, you're whatever, doing something around the house and like you hear a noise and it pops in. Like I talked about when I got back from, uh, I think it was Paranormal Activity 2, uh, when we were in the townhouse, Koran, and house was quiet. All the lights were off. I was trying to use the bathroom downstairs before I went up to bed and camera started scratching at the door. Freaked the shit out of me. I wasn't thinking about it. I was just at home using the bathroom, but all of a sudden I hear a weird noise at the door and like Captain Chris said, oh, it's a demon. Yep. Just demon here to kill you. Like, that's the first thing my mind jumps to. Yep. It's Beelzebub, uh, I, here to kill you. I always think of those situations as like, oh, that's the stream killer right there. Like, <laughs> that is the one, like, I'm standing there taking my piss, and it's like, nope. Mm. Ugh. Alright, yeah. John, we're gonna give you, like, a five-second berth to start talking, and give us <laughs> one of your examples of something that really scared you. Um, okay, so this is movie adjacent, um, and I think I've shared this story before, so I apologize if you've heard it before. Um, my very first encounter with the alien was at, uh, used to be called Disney MGM Studios, now it's Disney's Studios, uh, at, at Disney World. There's, it's called The Great Movie Ride. You get in this giant slow-moving tram, and you go through a bunch of uh, scenes, like iconic scenes from famous movies reenacted by animatronics. Um, so you go through, there's like musicals from the thirties and some Cagney gangster movies and singing in the rain and that kind of stuff. And, and you come into like a crypt, uh, and you see a crappy Harrison Ford animatronic. And then all of a sudden you turn the corner and you're on a spaceship. And I was like seven. So I'm like, Oh sweet spaceship. This is awesome. What, what movie is this? I'm like looking around cause they, they recreated part of the Nostromo in this ride. And I'm looking all over, and then there's another not-so-great animatronic of uh, Sigourney Weaver. Well, to me, I've only ever seen Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters. So I'm like, why is Dana Barrett on a spaceship with a flamethrower? What's going on? And while I'm staring at her animatronic, from the ceiling drops a uh, life-size animatronic xenomorph right in front of me. 
and I damn near pissed my pants. Um, I was terrified <laughs> of that ride. Uh, anytime someone said the word alien around me, it got me creepy. I, I hadn't even seen the movie yet, but I had nightmares for weeks. Um, so it, it stuck with me and it then sparked my morbid curiosity a few years later when, uh, my buddy Colin told me his dad had the movie Alien and we should watch it. And I had like, you know, almost PTSD of like, oh my God, no, no. Uh, but I became obsessed with the series, uh, as anyone who listens to the show knows. Um, so m- movie adjacent, scary thing. Um, but uh, my first actual movie that scared the crap out of me, um, and I still don't really know why, Event Horizon. Oh, yeah. That movie's pretty fucking creepy. Is uh, it, it's like one of two things reasons I, I don't completely write off Paul W S Anderson, but uh, and I can't really explain why. But that movie just like still to this day gives me the creeps. I remember watching it downstairs with my dad, um, and and like feeling my heart start to race and me getting kind of sweaty. I think it was my first introduction to like body horror because people like self mutilate and stuff in that movie. I think that was the first time I'd really seen that in any context that might have been why it stuck with me so much but yeah that's if you haven't seen it it's a very it's a haunted house in space yeah it's it's creepy like it's unsettlingly creepy absolutely all right fuck face mcgee what you got ah yeah, finally, you're calling me by my Christian name. Um, so I've got like a, a few. I'll, I'll, just, I'll do them kind of quickly. So one of my earliest uh, fears was of water. Like I was scared to death of the water. And it all like I didn't learn to swim until I was like 12. Uh, me and my dad, uh, part of the reason like I've, I've got this really contemptuous relationship with my father is because uh, he threw me in a pool and like forced me to try to swim. I uh, almost drowned at my uncle's house. And then he took me to a lake one time and he was getting on a jet ski. And I was like, all right, whatever you do, it's just fine. Just don't flip me. He's like, yeah, get your little fucking ass on here. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I jump on the back. What does he do? He immediately flips me out and I like almost drown and I climb back up on the pier and I'm just sitting there for like four and a half hours while he's out riding a jet ski being a dickhead. Um, <laughs> but the reason. You're literally the girl from Jason Takes Manhattan. Like I want you yeah, to know pretty that. much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, this all stems from um, a very traumatic experience when I was like six um, and before I became the raging uh, alcoholic badass who just (laughs) sleeps with guns all around him that I am now. So evidently, I snuck out of my my room when I was like six. We live in a double wide up in uh, the mountains and I snuck out of my room and I snuck behind the recliner and my parents were watching Jaws. And I know now that Jaws is a, a goofy, hilarious movie that we all have grown to love. Um, but at the time when I was six, all I saw was that big goddamn shark and he was eating Quinn and Quinn was freaking out and gurgling and blood was everywhere. And that goddamn fish was eating the whole boat. <laughs> and it took like Brody with a goddamn <laughs> grand and a compressed air tank to kill it. And from that moment on, I was scared. I was scared of swimming pools. I didn't really like bathtubs. I hated hot tubs cause you couldn't see the fucking bottom. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like the beach. I didn't like lakes. I, I, like I said, I didn't learn to swim till I was like 12. I didn't get good at swimming till I was like 16, and I'm still not that good at it. I'd rather just put on a life vest and jump my fat ass in the water and somebody throw me a beer. I don't like swimming. Um, and I, I just now, like, I have to drink to conquer my fear of the, the water because it still <laughs> freaks me the fuck out. Um, Is that why you still shit in diapers? That's like a, a just fetish. Just convenience. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, 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 yeah. That was like a... 
that's a holdover from space camp. That's that's something completely different. But <laughs> yeah, Julian, it's just, funny you mentioned uh, being afraid of hot tubs because uh, there's another story I don't think we've shared on this show. Oh no! About uh, drunk Julian in a hot tub. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was in rare form. <laughs> maybe that night. maybe I've been in, I, I was like super drunk cyan that night, so um, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Julian had had 9,000 beers and he turned Super Saiyan. That's what happened. It's crazy. Yeah, I was like, I drank like, I want to say half a bottle of bourbon and like I'd shotgun like 10 beers before this happened. And then I got a hot tub. So that just completely like warps your blood in your brain. Um, but yeah, so I, I was scared to death of sharks. Of for sure, that one. Sorry, yeah, I, uh It's all good. Like I'm just, I'm still, I'm over my fear of the water, but I, uh, now I'm kind of reckless. I'm just like, whatever. If a shark eats me, my parents get a beach house, so it's fine. But <laughs> for the longest time, I was scared to death of fucking sharks, and uh, because of Jaws. So I know it's I know As it's bullshit now. Because be. Yeah. Anybody that watches it now, like kids now, are like, oh, you're a pussy because that shark's obviously fake. But I mean, when I watched it on like a grainy ass, like weird satellite TV and a double wide up back in Eastern Kentucky, that shit scared the fuck out of me. You need so. to go YouTube the tr- the fake trailer for or the the real trailer for the fake movie Pool Shark, because that is like literally your fear and mine too. Because I watched uh, when I was a kid, I watched Jaws three, and we had an above ground pool that I didn't want to go in. Um, so because so yeah, I like I know exactly how you feel. Good. I'm glad I'm not the only yeah. one who was uh, irrationally disturbed by that. Yeah, now I love it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, but yeah. Yeah, growing up, it, it severely scarred me. No, no, I mean, that no, is yeah. not an irrational fear. No. Be afraid of water. Oh, no. just pool sharks. Yeah. Uh, Having a fear of pool sharks <laughs> is normal after watching Jaws. <laughs> well, once I learned that they were uh, fucking. <laughs> yeah. Once I learned there was such a thing as saltwater pools, my uh, I was like, no, nah, I'm never swimming again. You guys are fucked up. Saltwater's where the sharks live. I'm not going in there. <laughs> fuck that and fuck you for asking, basically. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Uh, you should be ashamed you saw, of yourself. You uh, knew better. Until you saw Jaws the Revenge and you were like, oh shit, now they can go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Mario uh, Van Peebles I mean, ruined that for me. Yeah. So. Um, he ruins that. Swim up the stream in fresh water. That's true. Promise it works. Right. Wait, can't bull sharks survive in fresh water for like Some of them a few can. hours yeah, at a time? Like certain sharks. Can, uh, there, but... sharks have been found yeah. like all the Mississippi. Yeah, there, there are species that can swim in uh, fresh water. It's not natural. Yeah. yeah. Scares me. Yep. All right. Uh, lake yeah. shark, not completely BS. <laughs> well, yeah, sh- yep. shark night's a thing. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, all right. Um, for my next one, I'm kind of going in a opposite direction and this is like one of the only times i've ever actually had to put a book down because it scared me too much and my whole thing here at this point is uh you know they always say or you know don't always say but i think the old adage is like nothing is scarier than the picture your mind creates yeah um and flanagan you and it's, it's a book you and i have talked about several times uh pen pal Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Just kidding. No, no, no. Uh, Pen Pal <laughs> dies at the end. Pen Pal is freaky. And no, I, not like, John does it. Yeah, Pen Pal I was just. I thought about that today. There's... And I was like, ooh, maybe that should be one of my picks. And I'm glad it's not because you picked it. Because <laughs> that's how. that's yeah. I'm with you so much that I almost picked it. It's. Uh, there's no other way to like talk about that book other than like unsettling. Yeah, it's creepy. Um, the. 
the the premise of the book, because, you know, I think everyone knows the premise of the ring and most of the other stuff we've talked about here, it's been explained. Uh, the premise of the book is you're basically following the, the main character across five or six different stories of his life mm-hmm. about this stalker he had the entire time he was growing up. And it's just like... Ugh. Yeah, because it starts like, out where, like, he's part of this, like, in his school class. Yeah. They, they do this project where they attach a note to a balloon. And everybody lets their balloons go, yeah. and it's to find pen pals. Yeah. And this kid gets... Like, everybody else gets normal letters back and, you know, just from people who randomly find the balloons. And he gets, like, pictures of him and, like, really creepy letters. He never, uh, because I think, like, what they talk about is he's like, yeah, a lot of, some people got, like, one or two letters back and a couple pictures. He's like, by the end of the school year, I had 35 photos. It's weird. And then, like, and then, you know, he tells, like, there's other stories and you don't realize... Yeah, it's, I don't want to spoil, about, it, but yeah, 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 it's, it's creepy. Um, yeah, creepy. but like, and you know, there. Uh, I've talked about it before. Like, I do deliveries at my job. I go and I sit in this basement, and there was, you know, I was reading through Pen Pal, and I get to the 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 part at the movie, like the the movie theater oh, playing, yeah. oh, and like. The, uh, I guess, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know how many fucking breakers are set there. But all the hall lights just go out. Oh, so I'm sitting, I'm oh. sitting, I'm sitting in a room inside another room. And, like, the outer room lost its lights. Both sides of me lost their lights. And I'm just like, huh, well, I fucking live here now. This so, is where I die. Yeah. Because again, and it, the, the thing is, and it it it's a true testament to like, and it's one of the, the the things that even five six years later now I'm still very stuck on like no sleep and that kind of stuff. Because occasionally you'll find like, because I mean it started off as an online horror short story, right? So it's insane that it ever got like a book deal, and apparently he just had the author had his second book come out, but like. Oh. And it's something, you know, you and I have talked about it several times on the show before. Yep. And it's just, it's so good that, like, I, I recommend it to people. And I'm just like, yeah, it, it sticks with you. Yeah. Like, you're going to be thinking about it later. Like, it's yeah. creepy. Like, you're going to, and it's, like, weird because you'll randomly think about it. You'll just, yeah. all of a sudden, you'll just think, that part, oh, yeah, that, Oh, I'll put that together when he goes back to the old house. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Oh no! Like because yeah, oh, yeah. I because it's been five years since I read that book, and it's still like, and I thought about it for this topic. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I think you remember me talking about this. Like in 2014, I had that goal. I was going to read like one book for every two weeks of the year. Oh yeah. The downside was Pen Pal was the first book I read, <laughs> so it just, just kind of felt like everything else after that was. Like, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that's right, spooky. Yeah. 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 So. How many times did you read the notebook that year? Uh, zero? I don't believe you. The, the, same, number, the same number of times I've seen the movie, which is zero. Oh. So You own the Blu-ray. I've seen it. <laughs> that is a bold-faced lie. <laughs> like the collector's <laughs> I, edition. I own like six Blu-rays that aren't horror movies, and it's not one of them. <laughs> 
the first six seasons of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, that's about it. At yeah, that exactly. point, I'd just get the seventh one because that's where the show ended. <laughs> You're no quieter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll go. Uh, I'll, I'll go a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Why are we all, all of a sudden so polite? Uh, so, <laughs> Tales from the Crypt is a TV show that's supposed to be scary, and it's supposed to be. You know, kind of sometimes, most of the time, they have a little laugh at the end so that, you know, it takes a little bit of the edge off of the scariness. The first episode I ever saw is still my favorite episode, and it's still the only episode that really, like, that really gets to me. And it's the episode, it's in season two. It's called Television Terror, starring Morton Downey Jr., and Morton Downey Jr. is a television talk show host called uh, named Horton Rivers. And Horton Rivers is for his special house. He's like a schlock guy where like he brings on psychics and, you know, he's like, he's, he's like, he's like the Jerry Springer of his time. And so he is doing his Halloween episode where he's going through a haunted house where uh, an old woman cut up, you know, a dozen people. And so he's going through room to room and while they're, you know, it's a live broadcast and weird things start to happen and he starts seeing things that nobody else can see. And it's a, it's a, you know, tried and true, trope like they go trope to trope just the way it's done and the way it's shot and you know morton downey jr just owns it and like it's creepy it has an ending that you don't see coming and it doesn't end with you know a joke it doesn't end with like a you know the um it, it doesn't take any of the air out of the like it just builds tension and builds tension and builds tension and then the end happens and you're like holy crap like there's still two minutes like what are they gonna do and then it just like there's no relief and it it leaves you unsettled and creeped out and i love it i love the episode it's it's easily my favorite episode and i saw it when i was a kid when I was way too young to be watching Tales from the Crypt, but I saw it anyway, and I've never forgotten. Like, I can tell you intricate parts of that episode that, you know, I haven't seen in forever, and I still, like, it's still vividly in my head because it's great. Everybody needs to go watch it. So that was season two of Tales from the Crypt? Yeah, it's season two. And it's called Television Terror. I'll look up the exact, um, like... Episode 16. Episode, so season two, episode 16. Television Terror. It's creepy. And it's a half hour. Because I, you said Morton Anna Jr., and I was like, who the fuck is that? And I remembered he was the, he was that, that schlock yeah. host that, uh... Wasn't he the one that got arrested for, like, faking a neo-Nazi attack and a airport bathroom or something odds are probably because he did like he did so much out there there's <laughs> i saw some documentary and i it, it might have been on netflix like years ago that was about his show 
and how he it was like that was like Jerry Springer before Jerry Springer and it was like it was like Jerry Springer on steroids before Jerry Springer. like it makes the Jerry Springer show look tame and I mean yeah because he, he had uh he had like all these punk rockers and uh, yeah. like scene kids and stuff on there that I've heard a few a couple of different podcasts about and it was about them appearing on his show yeah it was yeah. wild it was it was it broke the mold of like Donahue and Sally Jesse Raphael and like the Ricky Lake show and like all those like kind of safe talk shows like it 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 was totally different and it kind of like a lot of people um point to that as one of the things that kind of um you know helped the spark of the uh like the counterculture 90s like the fight back 90s um and like it, it, he's just he's he's got such an abrasive you know uh character personality that he fits in this episode so great as the smug asshole um television host and he gets his and oh my gosh it's good holy crap it's real good everybody, have to check it out everybody should watch it it's it gets my highest recommendation it gets three thumbs up <laughs> i love it uh, julian what you got so uh the next one i got um i'm surprised nobody's talked about this yet um but it's soon to be a movie, and I'm sure we all read it in like, well, maybe not you, Karan, but some of us ah. might have read it in like middle school. <laughs> he got you, you illiterate bastard. Well, you said you didn't get into horror shit until you were, until after high school. What I'm saying <laughs> is that I read this book. I read, obviously, it's getting ready to get turned into a movie, um, but Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Um, I read that fucking book when I was in like fourth grade. So not only had I had the traumatic experience with Jaws when I was like six, I was in like kindergarten. Then when I'm in like the fourth or fifth grade, I read you know, scary stories to tell in the dark. And I think it was the first one. And the story that still resonates with me is the one about the scarecrow. Like the two guys are like farm. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And they make, they make the scarecrow to look like their boss. And they sit there and they like spit on it and talk shit to it and beat the shit out of it and like throw food in its face and all that crap. And then, you know, they go walking off to go work or in a field or whatever. And they're like, well, we forgot, you know, I don't know what it was. Forgot a, a knife or something, whatever. We need a tool and they, they were like, well, we don't both don't need to go back. Both don't need to go back. So, you know, they do whatever. And one of them has to go back. And the other one's sitting there waiting. He looks back at the house that they're living in. And he sees what looks like the scarecrow stretching out a body on the, like the roof of the, the farmhouse to like dry in the sun. And that just, I don't know why, but out of all those scary stories, like all the other ones, but that one about the goddamn scarecrow. <sighs> or whatever it was just like shook me to my core. And I, I would like sit up at night and like, just think about it. Cause I lived out in the country. There were lots of guys that had farms. We used to help this guy. Uh, I never actually got to work in the tobacco, but I used to help him throw hay bales and stuff. And I used to hang out with his kids on his farm and we would drive down the fields and you'd see scarecrows. And I was like, what the fuck? It's like, is that motherfucker going to like get down? Do you like bring him in the house? Is he going to murder me and stretch me out on the fucking roof to dry you know it's just i don't know why but that's that one story out of all of them just freaked me the fuck out and i still like when i heard that that movie was coming out i basically have like not ptsd because i'm in a really pussyfied job um i'm not a badass so i can't have ptsd uh but it's just it's fucking it freaks me out just thinking about that that like an animate object somehow came to life murdered a guy just because you know they filled it with so much bad energy because they hated their boss or whatever. And that just, 
I don't know why. I know it's a trope. I know that there's plenty of scarecrow stories that come down and kill people. There's plenty of, you know, inanimate objects or, you know, demon possession and stuff like that where things come alive and attack people. But for whatever reason, that fucking story, maybe where it was like black and white with only a little bit of color, maybe it's because I was very uh, susceptible, like 12 year old when I was reading it, but it just fucked me up. And I'm still like, I'm wondering if that's one of the stories they're going to do in the movie. I hope not, but I kind of do. I kind of hope they do. I don't think the movie is telling any direct stories. I think it's it's um, there may be some nods to some of the classic ones, but I think they're trying to do like an original thing with it. That's lame. I don't want to see it now. Yeah. Right. I was really hoping it would just be recreations of the original stories because I mean, if you just look at some of the the drawings and like the drawings are only on the first page, uh, they're just so weird. Like the the one about like the little the chick who thought it like the pet was a dog or something, oh, but it's yeah. actually like. A mutant sewer rat it's or like something? A, yeah. Like, that thing always freaked me out. Yeah, here's the fucking scarecrow. Like, I just found the picture of him in, like, the flannel shirt. That shit just fucks me up. I hated the one where the um the girl had the bump and it was a spider. And, like, all the spiders shoot out yeah, of her face. Yeah, oh, yeah. so gross. Ugh. Like, what? who thought that that was appropriate for, like, <laughs> little kids? Like, I, got that. I still have like that Like, Alvin book. Schwartz, you're a... Yeah, you're a cocksucker. Why did you? You're a mad Why did man. you design these stories for like twelve year old? Uh, yeah, you fucking psychopath. Uh, I love it. I need to go get that book. I need to find it because I've got the like I bought the uh, the set that has all three of them together, yeah. uh, with like the old school illustrations. I need to find it because I want to read some of those because now I'm now I'm going to get freaked out again. Yeah, I'm I'm getting ready to go see if they're on the Kindle. I might buy one or two of them and try and read them. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah, what the fuck? Anybody else doesn't have anything? Yeah, I'm out. I'm if we out. want to go around again, those are the only two that I had. Yeah, I'm tapped out. So the only other, yeah, the other medium that freaked me out. Evidently, I'm a gigantic pussy because all <laughs> these things like freak me out and fucked me up, and that's probably why I have an obsession with like self defense and guns and everything else. But like flashlights, I really love flashlights because there can be like no dark when there's a 1500 lumen flashlight running around. Um, Basically, this thing's like blade, like one of the blade weapons. Like I'm just melt vampires with this fucking thing. But anyways, so <laughs> I remember getting, I think it was on GameCube or something. But whenever I first played Resident Evil 4, I couldn't play it with the lights off. I couldn't play it at night and I couldn't play it like with the lights off. Like if it's even getting dusk at the house, freak me out. I could only play the game at like noon because <laughs> I was playing it on like a big screen TV in the living room while my parents were at work or I was, no yeah, my parents man. were at work. It was like during the summer or something when I finally got to play it. And it was in the surround sound. So you'd hear like um, the the evil druids or what was the uh, the weird uh, chainsaw guy with the bag on his head. They called him Doctor or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Jump uh, scares. Um, yeah. Doctor whatever. Uh, Doctor Pepper for all I know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it was just so free because, you know, that was on the cover. It was like, Or that was one of the main advertisements was the chainsaw coming down and it like killing Leon. Or like cutting up his neck, or something. I remember seeing that in Game Informer or something. I was like, "Oh, this game looks pretty awesome." But man, just the ambient sounds and the background noises and the weird chants and uh, just the fucking dude with the chainsaw that just popped up out of nowhere—like he's got a fucking chainsaw. I can hear that from probably a mile away, but somehow he still sneaks up on me with it. It just—it freaked me the fuck out. And literally, I, I wouldn't play it after dark. I'm such a gigantic pussy that I would not play a video game after dark. You want a, you want a fun follow up? 
We can play Resident, of course. We can play Resident Evil Seven in VR if you want. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's kind of like Jaws. I think I've grown past it. I think I've I haven't matured, but I think that yeah, I, I've just grown. Um, I, I think I'm a little less susceptible can, uh, now. I can bring Resident Evil Seven and the PlayStation VR setup, and we'll just set you in the room, and like in a room with some space. And let you play. Definitely do that. I absolutely need to do it. It's terrifying. We may have to try it out. I may last about <laughs> eight seconds, but I mean that's that's like a typical Friday night for me. So, for um. <laughs> talking to video games, Whitney's favorite story: she came home from work one day, and I'm playing Alien Isolation. This is like the first day I got it, so I was you know doing nothing but playing that all day. She comes home. And I'm just sitting there staring at the TV. And she looks at the TV screen and she's like, okay, you playing the game? I'm like, yeah. Because, all right, what, what, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. Can't move. What's what's wrong? I'm like, look, right there. It's, it's The AI in that game is so amazing. The alien was in an air vent on top of me, rumbling around in the air vent. And I could see like the drool coming down from uh, the vent. And it was one of those who was like, I can't move because it'll hear me. And it wasn't like, oh, my character can't move. Like, literally, I sat on the couch frozen, like, I can't move. It's going <laughs> to find me. Yeah, you don't want to risk it. I was that paranoid. And it was it was the part in the game where the alien isn't even there yet. <laughs> Spoiler, the first, like, what, 20 minutes of the game you play through, you see signs of the alien, but the alien isn't actually there yet. So... Right. The game is just one giant mind fuck. Like, like it knows you know what's coming, so it's playing with you. <laughs> so yeah, I was a little pissed later on because it's shortly after that is like the first time the alien does come down from a vent at you. It's a big cinematic to kind of show off the the graphics. But um, yeah, I was a little mad because like oh, so I could have moved instead of sitting there paralyzed for ten minutes because I saw yeah. slime coming down from a vent. But that should tell you how great that game is. Yeah. And I say it every time. Yeah. If you think, if you know someone who has never played that game, um, download the version that is Alien Isolation without the alien, <laughs> and you will mess with them so bad because, like, it, what it just takes the alien character just out of the game, but it doesn't take any of the, like the traces of the alien out. So, like, you'll still hear it like scurrying around, or um, you'll hear, you'll see the. It's like the, the the acid drool dropping down and stuff. Like you'll 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 know that it's there, but you'll never ever see it. And so, someone who's never played it before, it'll freak them out, and it's it's hilarious. I believe that game is also available in VR. Uh, I am too chicken to try it. <laughs> PlayStation VR is a game changer, man. It was scary enough on my crappy TV. I don't want to do it in VR. It's it's a game. I would game. literally poop my pants. Resident Evil, like it will make <laughs> you pee. It will make you pee a little. Poop in the pants. It will. It'll give you the old poopity schmoopity pants. The poopity schmoopity pants. Poop, that's how you know it's bad. The poopity schmoopity pants. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Any other scary it. stories to make people poopity schmoopity? <laughs> <laughs> Just, just like X, it's gonna give it to you. Is now the new title of this episode. Yeah, yeah poopity schmoopity <laughs> pants. One that scares the poopity schmoopity yeah. out of you. That's what this one's called now. Yeah. That's, that's like now they're all friends episodes titles. Like the, the, the one with 
the one that makes you poopity schmoopity pants. <laughs> I am going to call it poopity schmoopity pants, and I can't wait. <laughs> this is fantastic. It's no longer the shit show. It's now poopity schmoopity pants. It's saying, oh, how come all this episode is poop related? What's going on? This is the show you'll understand. Yeah, that's true. Every episode title is poop related. Anybody else got anything super scary? Super scurry. Nope. All right. Well, now uh, everybody can turn the lights back on. I've confessed enough, and I, I'm probably going to need therapy. I'm, yeah. yeah. I might sleep with a light on tonight. I don't know. Is this what pushes it over the edge for you to need therapy, though? No, I mean, I've needed it for a while, but I think just as this is me <laughs> saying I need it, and then I'm just going to overcompensate with booze and drugs and uh, titties and be done with it. Fair. It's a good plan. It's healthy. Yeah. It's so mostly just, I don't do drugs, but I, I would. I'm scared I'll love drugs. That's why I haven't done any yet. That that yeah, that's a very real concern. Like, this is tasty. This heroin cleans your gun. Yeah, I think if I ever got a hold of cocaine, like I just, I, you'd never, I'd be dead in six months. Listen, so. there's a reason why they call it nose candy. It's delicious. Yeah, lying. I'd be like a, just a hideous corpse. Oh man, it'd so, be yeah, awesome. Everybody, go download or uh, read Pen Pal. And watch the episode of Tales from the Crypt Television Terror, and then go read Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I probably am going to do all three of those things. You should. They're all really good. (laughs) And it'll scare the hell out of you. It's all good. So, Obi-John, you suggested our... our, uh, Yeah, our our big overarching uh, long-form topic this week, That uh, our dig-deep topic this week. Why don't you introduce it for us? Well, to be fair, we did dig pretty deep into poopity schmoopity just a moment did, ago. But, yeah. uh, <clears throat> um, so <laughs> to make a rhyme, it was difficult. And this is one of those <laughs> I was inspired by some recent events, but it goes much deeper than that. Um, so <sighs> trying to think I introduced this. So okay, so this past weekend, Captain Marvel Captain Marvel hit theaters, the 21st movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, and it hit amid um, lots of internet controversy. Uh, I say with air quotes, even though you can't see me doing them with my hands. You know, every time I say the word controversy, I'm making the air quotes with my fingers. Um, the controversy that Brie Olsen and therefore Marvel hate white guys uh, and don't want you to see their movie, uh, and then the whole Rotten Tomatoes review bomb thing, uh, and and all that shit, and um, um, uh, shit, what's his name? James, not James Con. Um, shit, it's a guy from John Carpenter's Vampires, and uh, James, James Woods. Woods. Thank you, James Woods. Yeah, James Woods. Hi, um, uh, boycotting Marvel because. He's such a trendsetter nowadays with the youth and the kids. Anyway, uh, even all with all this shit going on, the movie made a record-setting $153 million domestically. Uh, it's at $455 million internationally uh, for, for its opening weekend. Um, so that kind of got me thinking, because this is not the only example, and I'll list a few more in a minute, but does real-world controversy really affect how a movie does uh or is it all just white noise and bullshit and and an excuse to talk about the movie coming up next um because it's and, and I'll, I'll list one other big one that came to mind so 
um, last year, uh, the new Harry Potter brand extension, um, uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, came out uh, amid controversy uh, of Johnny Depp being cast because it was right when he was facing spousal abuse charges and going through a divorce. Um, then it got a lot of controversy because one of the uh, one of the trailers revealed that one of the big characters uh, was actually a retconned character from the Harry Potter books, and that pissed off a lot of Potterheads. Um, it went on to uh, $653 million worldwide. So did all that controversy about Johnny Depp maybe or maybe not hitting his wife and fans being butthurt that a snake character got retconned into an Asian lady, did that really affect the movie at all? Um, no, not really. In terms of um, Crimes of Grindelwald and Fantastic Beasts, I never had any interest in those movies anyway, so it's kind of hard for me to say. I mean, we, you know, we've talked about it before, though. Like, I... J.K. Rowling, and I think Julian put it best, just seems bored. <laughs> and it's like she's retconning shit because why not? And I know she's attempting to screenwrite, and I hope they replace her because, you know, the, the same big issue I have with The Hobbit, I Fantastic Beast. Fantastic Beast is like a 170-page book, and they're spanning it into five goddamn movies. Five. It's not even, the book isn't even a novel. It's literally a fake reference book about monsters. So it isn't even as yep. based on a book. It's based on an idea. Yeah. Um, no, but and, and yeah, she's a terrible screenwriter. She should stick to books because movies are supposed to be 120. A script is supposed to be 120 pages and have a beginning, middle, and end and a rising action and not just be the next two and a half hour place marker until the next movie. But it. It, it seems to become more and more of a thing that every time not a year goes by, we don't have some movie that sparks so much controversy that that's all we talk about or that we can't talk about the movie without talking about that. And I'm going to go ahead and bring up the 800 pound gorilla in the room. Ghostbusters 2016. You can't talk about that movie without some asshole bringing up the whole controversy. And yes, I know in this situation, I'm that asshole uh, of, of the whole, if you don't like it, you're a misogynist um, and women are our future, right, Julian? Um, the future is female. You, you can't, but my point being, you can't separate that film from the controversy it kicked up. Um, and, and some of that deservingly because the studio and the actors and uh, director did not handle dealing with the public very well on that, but that movie didn't do very well at the box office. So it's kind of, I know the, the you know, Captain Marvel and Crimes of Grindelwald, even though the fans seem to be kind of butthurt about things before the movie came out, it's they still made a shit ton of money. Um, Captain Marvel will definitely, I mean, it's already at half a billion dollars. Um so obviously it didn't hurt those movies too much. Ghostbusters did not do well financially. It's not getting a sequel. Uh, so maybe there is a nugget of truth to some well, of that. No, and like, you know, the Ghostbusters controversy, like, or air quotes again, uh, it is very much a situation where like, I, I know several people who were just like, that movie just brought out the worst. And like everyone, that I, I know several people who are just like, they just need to leave the fucking franchise and name alone. Like, just 
let it drift away and let it like do its own thing and let it be like a comic book thing and all that. And, like there are people I know who just are just like, I just let this franchise go. And, and it just sucks to see something I cared about so much or like care about so much. Um, to be spoken of like, so with such like anger in general now that people are just saying like, they shouldn't do anything with the name. They should just let it go away. Ghostbusters brings out the worst in people. And it's like, I fucking hate that connotation because of air quotes controversy. Well, I, I think part of it is, and I, I think people can separate real life controversy from Hollywood end product. And I'll give you an example is, you know, people still hold Roman Polanski movies in high regard because the movies are well made or whatever. People, the, the, the controversy or whatever surrounding the 2016 Ghostbusters movie would not be a big deal if the movie was good. But it wasn't good. Like, just at the end of the day, it was a bad movie. Like, say what you want about everything else about it. Say what you want about the fans. Say what you want about the director. Say what you want about the actresses. The movie was bad. Like, period. The movie was just bad, and that's not a pun. That's not a no joke intended. Um, the movie was just not good. It wasn't good. The the fantastic whatever crimes of the Grinkelwald whatever. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't know if it was a good movie. Of the Grinkelwald. Of the Grinkelwald. That's the movie I wanted. I wanted Crimes of Griswold. Oh, gosh, we all did. I don't know. I'd watch that. I don't know if it was a good movie or not because I haven't seen any of the Harry Potter stuff, but, you know, it made a ton of money, so I guess it's good. Um, People saw it. You know, it didn't stop anybody. Um, I think I think that's what it comes down to is people I think are willing to look past whatever whatever personal outside of the industry controversies we talked about it before we started the show in the mid 90s in the late 90s early 2000s everybody knew whether it was official or not, that Michael Jackson had all kinds of personal problems, but that didn't stop everybody from buying all the, the albums, right? People are willing to let personal things go if the end product is good. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, whether or not, you know, our society is is flawed by rewarding people for bad like chris brown still sells a ton of albums yeah somebody somebody freaking paid somebody freaking paid r kelly's back child support to get him out of jail someone paid a hundred and sixty thousand dollars so controversy i think doesn't mean anything i think you know you I don't think, and I know those are music examples, and so it's not really you know the exact same thing. That it's we're talking entertainment about. business; it works. But but I think that people are so loyal to the media 
end products that they like that they will overlook nearly any personal controversy or issue to support the stuff they like. Like people are are and I'm actually, fans to a fault. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because even though Crimes of Grindelwald made six hundred fifty three million dollars worldwide, its rating by said fans not very good. It has a five point nine out of ten Metascore from fans and a fifty eight percent Rotten Tomatoes again from fans, not critics. Did it make so, a lot of money in China? People are flocking out to go see it, but not liking it. Yeah. Um, oh. same, I mean, not quite as bad, but same for, for Captain Marvel, even though it had a great opening weekend, um, 63% Rotten Tomato user score and a 3.5 meta score. Again, users, these are not critics. These are the use, uh, uh, viewers, the audience uh, itself. Making the film. I, w- I want to rewind for just a minute and then we'll come back to this. Cause I feel like, uh, yeah, it was one of those things that like really yeah. fell on topic with the, as long as it's good, people don't really mind, quote, controversy. And I feel like if we're going to talk about that topic, we have to mention the interview. Uh, James Franco, oh, Seth yeah. Rogen, yeah. The, the the Kim Jong, uh, you know, the Kim Jong Un, where they were threatened by the North Korean government. If it got released, they would take it as a declaration of war or something. Uh, you know, yep. basically it came down to Netflix. Yeah, it basically came down to the fact that it wasn't going... It looked like Sony knew the movie wasn't going to be good. Yeah. Like, because, I don't know, have, have I, I watched it. Did y'all watch it? Nah. I thought exactly. it was hilarious. You think it is, yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, I thought it was... I, I mean, it's a Seth Rogen yeah, movie, so... It's, it, you know, it's literally a paint-by-numbers R-rated, like comedy it's it's not good it's honestly in like the the realm of like the seth rogan comedy as julian just said i think it's one of the worser ones uh Mm. i just you know i i never understood why a movie that was that bad had that much controversy but then like you know as flanagan said it's like roman polanski won best director for the pianist about what 35 years after he fled the united states because he was wanted for because he of because he's avoiding sentencing, right? yeah. Because he did some bad things, yeah, a lot of bad. And things. he won, and he won best director at the Academy Awards. So the Academy is like one hundred percent giving him like you directed or you were the best director of this year, but you fucked a child. I mean, I guess it's, they, they didn't give him like best person award, so I guess yeah. you know whatever. Remember that Hollywood's a bunch of pedophiles anyway. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like, that's pretty much par for the course. Pizzagate, we all know what. Yeah, I was to say if you don't believe but, uh, it, well, I, take I think it's Christ. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fucking love it. But no, I, I think it goes back to the old, like the old newspaper adage of, um, you know, controversy creates cash. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. It's these old adages to where, uh, no, like any no such thing as bad public- press. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, no, yeah, whatever you can get, however you can get your name in people's mouths or get them stirred up and talking about, like, there's been plenty of times where it's made up, they just made up controversy because they can. Look at fucking Jesse Smollett. He, he created an entire, like, fiasco and almost started a race war just so he could renegotiate his contract. Any controversy surrounding someone, uh, gets their name out there and it opens up other avenues for them. It, it's just, it's, it's sad. 
Um, but it, it works. I mean, it didn't work in the, the realm of Ghostbusters because there was just so much bad publicity about it. But I mean, just like we say, Captain Marvel, we've been arguing about it or retards and nerds have been arguing about it for the past, you know, six months. Who gives a fuck? I wanted to go see the movie because I knew it was important to the MC universe. I went and saw it. We've talked about it ad nauseum before we started recording that it's not a great movie. Like it's, it's good, but not great. We had a lot, there were a lot of plot holes and faults. And for all those who haven't seen it, that I don't want to discourage anybody from seeing it. I think everyone should see it once, but it's just, it's not what they intended. And it almost, it almost feels like, they pulled the wool over our eyes because that we talked about it so much and there was so much hype around it that they kind of phoned it in and still made half a billion. They're still going to make over a billion dollars with it. So um, sometimes, you know, if you can just stir the pot a little bit, it, it just works out for you in the, in the worst or in this case, best possible way. Uh, so I think we're all in agreement. Like Captain Chris said, um, controversy does not seem to affect how a movie performs at all. Uh, like Julian just said, if if it's something you want to go see, doesn't matter what the controversy is, you're still going to go see it. Does it affect how that movie is perceived, though? I mean, it's it like uh, well, you just got the Marvel again. It's making all kinds of money, but is is you know the the Marvel hates white dudes shit going to change the way that movie is perceived going forward? Like, is is it is it because again, you can't talk about Ghostbusters 2016 without bringing up all the baggage that comes with that. And then well, Captain Chris hit it on. Yeah. I mean, Captain Chris hit it on the head. It's like, if the movie had been good, it had been fine. Everybody was like, well, you know, whatever we were wrong. Let's move on. We're talking about, you can't bring it up. Not even talking about the quality of the movie. As soon as someone mentions that the first thing out of someone's mouth is going to be something about gender politics. Gosh, I love it when everybody agrees How because the movie sucked. Yeah, because like I said, if the movie had been good, people would have forgotten about all that. Like it's not there's there's no redeeming quality for it now. Like if it's a shitty movie and there's a controversy, people are going to be more focused on the controversy. If it's a if there's a lot of controversy and it's a fucking badass movie that wins all kinds of awards, then you know who cares? Nobody wants to talk. They'll talk about well, that was kind of stupid because the movie was actually really good. I think it all depends on the quality of the movie. Because if you're making a big deal about, I remember there what was that one. Fucking stupid movies like Brown Bunny or something with Chloe Sevigny, like uh, she, the one there was she, all this controversy. Uh, yeah, because blew, she she blew the director. She, yeah, it's because it's her ex husband or ex boyfriend. So they already had a sexual and romantic relationship that had spanned like five years, and there was this controversy that it was a it was an actual sex act that was recorded on film, but it was it wasn't porn. It was in a you know a wide or not widely but limited release movie, and it was all this. I mean, who gives a fuck? I watched it. It lasts for about four seconds. You can't even really tell that his dick's in her mouth. And the movie itself kind of sucked. So who cares? But I mean, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Like it all depends on, I still think it all depends on the quality of the movie. That may be a bad example because the movie sucked and the blowjob sucked too. But it just, I think it gets blown out of proportion. And I think the Rotten Tomatoes thing is a, a huge uh, caveat to that because they're everybody, all these fucking nerds and uh, dipshits were on there like bombing it saying that, you know, that they didn't want to see it, which is, I think is fine. But then uh, they were uh, bashing it. Like as soon as it opened up on opening day, they were giving it negative reviews and stuff like, which I think is dumb. And then obviously Marvel and uh, Rotten Tomatoes got together and pulled all the negative reviews. Cause obviously you can't give a bad review about a movie you haven't seen yet. And I get it. It's all, you're just playing the politics game of it, but it's just, if the movie is good enough or the movie is good, 
it eliminates all the parts of the controversy. But once the movie becomes trash, then the controversy is more interesting to talk about than the movie. Yeah, yeah, I can Mm -hmm. give you a perfect example of that is uh, 2017. Victor Salva is still able to make movies. I was, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, It's on my list because I don't know if you guys know about this little gem called clown house. (laughs) <laughs> had to bring that up. Some people won't let it die. Yeah, no, don't. It, yeah, I would have forgotten about it if we didn't talk about it, I don't know, every time right. we're together. You're welcome. Uh, it's like Beetlejuice. If you talk about it, it it shows back up again. If you stop talking about it, it'll just go away forever. Um, Shut up about it. Uh, no, I got to keep that memory alive. It's it's a, it, let's be, it's a bad movie that has a controversy with it, yet somehow, like... I'm pretty sure. Hold on, back up for a second. Yeah, yeah, I said the Clown House is a bad movie. Yeah, I did. Uh, I've got that on recording, so we're fine. Yeah, with that. yeah, no, it's um, fine. Yeah. Um, that's going to be how you introduce yourself from now on. Oh, sure. um, uh, it's what is for those who aren't in the know. What is the controversy? Oh, like during the filming of that movie, he Victor Salva, the director, filmed himself having sex with one of the kid stars. And was charged and was found guilty and served like next to no jail time in this super light security prison and was released and then just kept making movies like nothing ever happened. But thank God no one ever let him work with children again, right? Right, right. Like he's never worked with any children ever again. Except what was the first thing he directed after uh, he got out of jail? I don't know, something with a kid. I honestly don't remember. I don't remember that, yeah. that much, but I know I know like every movie that he's worked on since then has had children in some form or fashion. Um, and up until 2017, when they like Jeepers Creepers, when Jeepers Creepers first came out in like '01, everybody was like, "Yeah, but he's that he's the molester guy, like weird." But the movie was so good, so let's give him a sequel. And that movie was really good, was less good, but, you know, still passable. Money, yeah. Yeah, it made money, so uh, that's fine. Eventually, you know, he's going to get a third movie. That one was crap, and there were, you know, pickets against him, but it didn't stop, you know, the movie from being released on on Blu-ray and DVD and, and still getting the support of a studio. Like, the movie wasn't canceled, and it i'm guessing that it made money i don't know it was a straight to video except it had that really weird like limited theater release that everybody picketed but the movie's not good so he's i I, like i'm kind of like i'm watching to see hey is he gonna direct anything else like is he still around because you know there's a guy that like what else what else do you need to do to be to be banned like what else do you need to do to not have a job the 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 like he's had two movies since then that he's directed well, I, I think it, it still goes i think it still goes back to kind of what we were joking about earlier that like hollywood doesn't give a fuck about molesting kids like look at brian singer yeah like he's been accused of molesting like a 13 year old a 14 year old like a 17 year old like he's he's got a, a long history of like uh like basically raping boys 
and he's still getting all these big movies. Like, he yeah, he directed, get, uh, uh, from you know, somewhere. Usual Suspects, which was one of my favorite movies of all time. But he did, you know, he did the X-Men movies. Uh, he did um, the Queen movie. Like, even though he got pulled off the Queen movie once another, like the, the 30th allegation. Still <laughs> got a paycheck. Still got to pay. Um, he's still going to, he did most of the work. But I mean, it's just Hollywood doesn't give a fuck. Like, they don't care. Like, it's it's this weird fascination with it's the same thing I, I wonder about like most basic bitches now. Cause they're all about serial killers. Like all these chicks that are so in love with Ted Bundy now because of the fucking, uh, what's his nuts movie that's coming out. Um, oh, the Matt, the really Smith good one. One? Matt Smith, he's playing Manson. Um, oh, I'm talking shit. about yeah. the one with uh what's his name from Baywatch. Uh, oh, fuck. Diamond from high school musical. Zach Efron. Zach Efron, there you go. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, yeah. All these people are like super obsessed and like talking about how sexy Ted Bundy was like in real life, and then Zach Efron doing it, and they're just they're obsessed with this weird serial killer culture. Like every time a serial killer thing comes on Netflix, I know like fifteen girls that just sit down and basically like rub themselves while watching it. It's like there's this weird fascination with death, and like, and then in the obviously all my gay friends are like, yeah, I mean, it's cool, whatever. They're talking about like, even Milo Yiannopoulos was talking about how it was positive to have sex with an older man when he was like 13. Like, it's just, there's this weird fascination with, you know, yeah, it's, it's like weird. molesting kids in Hollywood. That, uh, they just let them get away with it. It's like, yeah, the we'll be mad at them for about, you know, six months, but if they're going to direct another movie and make us a lot of money, then we'll just, we don't give a fuck. If they're talented, they can do whatever they want. And Kevin... <laughs> Basically, I know Kevin Spacey's in a bad place right now, and yeah, he's a fucking weird, creepy old dude that was probably raping kids, but I guarantee he's such a good actor. It'll be a year, maybe two, maybe five at the most, but he'll be back. He'll come back and do another movie or something. Yeah. He'll do, he'll be like a bit part in a movie or something, and they'll be like, oh yeah, I mean, that's, he, he's an amazing actor. Why don't we give him another chance? And then he'll, mm-hmm. he'll do some indie flick and he'll probably win an Oscar before, another Oscar before he dies. Yeah. Like it's just, Everybody's got a short memory as long as uh, the money keeps rolling in. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's we're in this weird part of society where you have a controversy and it lasts for like two weeks, a month maybe, and then it just kind of goes away. Yeah, and something else happens and we forget about the controversy from two weeks ago. We forget about you know the 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 stuff from last year. And God forbid you yeah. try and bring up something like the Vegas shooting from a year ago. Like right. everybody's like, Oh, well, no big deal. Like what? There's still so many unanswered questions. There's still no motivation. The FBI hasn't found anything about that guy. Like that doesn't just, the guy just doesn't wake up and be like, Oh, I got this Filipino hooker wife and 4,000 rounds of ammunition and like 15 rifles. I'm going to go kill a bunch of people at a country concert. Yeah. Except you for don't that do last that part. Except for that last part about killing a bunch of innocent people, I could see you waking up, Julian, in a hotel I mean, with a Filipino hooker. <laughs> and for that one, yeah. I was speaking again. I stress, you're right. Going <laughs> yeah, I'm except just saying, the last part. If they do a movie about the guy, I'm willing to to test screen for it. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, oh, we how soon we forget. Every time I go mm-hmm. to Vegas, you know, I see a sh- every once in a while you might see something like Vegas Strong. But I mean, just like you said, it's not trendy anymore. It, no. That was a year and a half ago. Yeah. You know, nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about stuff that happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Oh. People still like 9-11 still sneaks up on people They're like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. And I was like, how the fuck do you kind of remember like the biggest, like one of the most recent and one of the biggest terrorist attacks on American soil? Like, how do you fucking you were alive for that? But you're too worried about 
I don't know what some nerd said about a movie. Yeah, but did you well, see the Kardashians no, last post? Ugh. It's a perfect segue to the, the last bit I wanted to bring up about this. is, And then the reason I keep using air quotes when we say controversy um, is because, again, you guys have brought up some perfect examples of, like, legitimate controversy about, you know, uh, directors committed of, of or uh, accused or, or convicted of horrible crimes still getting work in the business. That's legit controversy. Um, shit like Brie Larson says she hates white dudes. Uh, is that really controversial or, or uh, you know, the personal goings on of Johnny Depp's life? Um, because he's still yet to be actually charged with any crime against his ex-wife uh, or, or changing the snake from Harry Potter into an Asian chick. Is that really a controversy? Like things we consider to be, you know, blasphemous and get people all riled up on the internet now. Like, is it really that upsetting? Or did we just run out of things to talk about this hour? The I think it is upsetting because we've got such a entertainment obsessed culture. Yeah. Ding, ding, like ding. we're, we're, we're so stupid that that's what we're focusing. We're not worried about, you know, finding the truth behind like climate change and solving, you know, uh, the homeless veteran problem or welfare or streamlining, uh, the immigration policies or, you know, gun violence. We're not focused on any major issues unless it's trendy. You know, it's on Twitter. Yeah. Like, all we care about, all anybody cares about because we're so bored with our inane shitty lives and shitty relationships we have with our parents and our friends and our, uh, kids we didn't want. And now we're stuck in loveless marriages and all this other shit. But the, the only way we can escape is to fucking get bent about Brie Larson not having a big ass. Cause they had to get a butt double for it. And then she made an off the cuff remark about white guys. Look, well, I don't well, give a fuck. And I think you just, just channel Tyler Durden for a second. He, there. He, he, to... Here's the, <laughs> yes. here, here's the way I look at it. Uh, out of the three examples you gave, one of those should be a major concern. And that is if Johnny Depp actually beat the shit out of his ex-wife, who he's 25 years older than, yeah, there's an issue there. Other than that, some offhanded comment Brie Larson made about a movie that wasn't even the one he's on the press junket for now, who gives a flying fuck? If some bored British author who used to be homeless is just, you know, going on Twitter and changing shit because she can, who gives a shit? The, 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 the line I used about like a week after the Saints game, people were still fucking complaining about it in January was, I wish I had so few things in my life. I could still be angry about this a week later. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's, it's yeah. just one of those situations where it's just like, I, why, why the yeah. fuck does half this shit matter? Like, That's like me and all is the- controversy about production problems on a movie. The Christian Bale audio tape comes oh, to yeah. mind. Yeah. Uh, that was a sweet whole, uh, remix, though. God, I hope that is a ringtone. <laughs> I did. I, I really did. <laughs> uh, and an example I didn't bring up, uh, but a perfect example of, of controversy via production problems hurting a movie, Solo. For months, was the directors of Solo got fired and we're bringing somebody else in and oh, we're reshooting all kinds of stuff. And like, that's all you heard about when the movie came out. That's like, even, even up till the day it came out, articles talking about the movie still had to mention the directors getting fired and, and um, Ron Howard having to come in. Yeah. And that movie did not do very well. Well, I think not the because last it wasn't Jedi a. Did a lot more to damage Solo than the production issues did. 
It's a fair point. Yeah, and, and, I would. Yeah, I would. And, make you don't that have argument. to unpack all that now. Yeah, but, uh, no, that's but a bigger it's, discussion. But but that was just an example of like so like what used to be controversial used to be like legal problems. Yeah, coming from an actor or a or someone on on the crew or you know someone like that or or a story we don't talk about because uh, it's a shitty ass fucking movie. The Predator. Uh, had an entire scene removed because the actor in said scene was a registered sex offender and the other actors in the scene were not aware of that at the time. That was the story for about a hot minute. And then the movie came out and it was garbage and no one talks about it anymore. See, That's they... something that I could see you legitimately getting argue or uh, uh, angry about versus yeah. uh, Christian Bale yelled at, an, at a, a guy moving lights. Yeah. Is uh, that really a controversy? Yeah. You know, sometimes if you yeah. realize that someone in the same scene as you is a sex offender, you just have to crop out the photo. Some of you will get that. Because it involves oh, some people that are on Or stop going to the family reunion. One or the other. It, it involves some people on this podcast. But if you know that someone in a photo or a scene with you is a sex offender of some kind, you just crop the photo so they're not in it anymore. Even if they're standing next to me. You'll get it. You'll get it. it yeah. It's a way homer for some people that that, that know it. <laughs> it's a way homer. You'll get it. You'll get it. Man, when I saw that picture the first time, so, never mind. But no, Julian, I think you're right because, look, okay, this week, and I know this isn't movie related at all, but it shows the Hollywood-obsessed culture that we are. Earlier this week, and it's still unfolding, there's a huge college admission scandal going on. <laughs> and the lead on everything is Felicity Huffman and Aunt Becky from Full House are involved in this. Like, the, the, the scandal and the, the scheme that this dude was running that's so deep in all these college admissions that shows how the college admissions system and test taking system is so broken is hidden under the fact that Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman and to a lesser extent William H Macy are involved in this like that's your headline and then we can make uncle <laughs> then we can make uncle Jesse jokes and tell her to cut it out uh, apparently that's uh, uncle Joey yeah Cut. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the Jesse and the Rippers. But she um, was married to Uncle Jesse, right? Never mind. Yeah. So we have to tell her to have mercy. <laughs> Apparently, the the uh, royalties. Cut it out. Uh, yeah. The Jesse yeah. and the Ripper royalties are enough to bribe your kid into college. I guess. I don't know. I didn't realize that that was how. <laughs> and much that they money. tour in Japan. Yeah, that they're they're big in what Japan. What is why is anybody surprised by this? Yeah. Like colleges have <laughs> yeah. become, yeah. they've become for-profit institutions anyways. Like mm -hmm. no, nobody, like Lori Laughlin's kid is quoted as saying that she didn't go to USC to study. She went there to party and go to football games. Like why would mm -hmm. anybody? Yeah. You know the, yeah. uh, like why is this surprise? You, this is a big thing. Like it's just spilled over from, it, it's a bigger issue, you know, with college sports, you got like kids that can barely tie their own shoes scoring like you know whatever the bare minimum is in the or in the SAT or they completely fail like you get like a 300 and then the next weekend they take it to get an 800 you know it's just it's the University of North Carolina creating fake classes so kids can up their grade point average so they can play in a fucking basketball game it's just this shit's been going on for years it it blows my mind that it's taken this long to become yeah. uncovered and also why does anybody why is anybody acting shocked or surprised because yeah. we all knew this was happening and it why just because it was a couple of chicks that were on desperate housewives like yeah, who gives yeah. a fuck that like, like, why are we it, it's now in the public eye because it's celebrities it's not like regular people now 
which is the, you and me, like we would just get, we would get suspended or fined right, or yeah. kicked out of the university, but they all now it's like, Oh, we got to have a review board and we got to have all these yeah. charities involved and they got to make donations. And somehow the school's got to get paid. And you know, it's just, it's all bullshit. It's going to blow over in like two weeks. I mean, like the NCAA and basically colleges in general are so corrupt. They're just like, whatever, make a donation and we'll let her graduate. We don't care. I just like, it's just, it's crazy to me that they bury the story under the headline of, Let's talk about the celebrities that were like, if if it was if it was normal people, if it was non celebrities, it wouldn't be. I don't think it would be anywhere near as big of a news story because we're that celebrity enamored and obsessed. Yeah, and, and yeah, like what's this? I still don't understand the whole thing with like, what's her name, Kyle, Chloe. One of the Kardashian whores and <laughs> the dude that plays for the Cavaliers and her like living best friend who was just like the little uh fucking fish that feeds off a shark. What's it called? The little she, basically she was just a fucking parasite. Yeah. Like this chick was paying for her clothes and her she was giving her money and paying for her cell phone and she's like fucking gosh old girl's boyfriend deal. or husband or something. Like who gives a fuck? Who cares? I want, I <laughs> that want happens that all the deal. time in eastern Kentucky. Huh. Like there's it's way more interesting in Eastern Kentucky because it's like cousins are fucking each oh, other. It's just, they, they, they never even gonna, left. And someone's going to get shot over it in Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. That's way more interesting than some basketball player banging a bunch of fat, ugly bitches out in Hollywood. Who cares? <laughs> that's my dad. Who cares? I've heard about things that have been happening for 50 years. Yeah. Oh, who gives a shit? It's evolution, baby. Yeah. I think, I think the takeaway here is. <laughs> There are a lot bigger things going on in the world to get angry about than what Brie Larson did or didn't say about white dudes. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and what Christian Bale yelled to a guy doing lights. Uh, and, and everyone needs to calm the fuck down and reassess what is actually worth being called controversy and what's actually worth getting upset over and what is just background noise, what is just uh, ring-like uh, white noise. Uh, in your life that you just need to tune out. Yeah. Nice way to wrap it around, man. Nicely yeah. done. Listen, yeah, I do like proud it. of you. Proud so, of you for that one. When life expectancy yeah. was like twenty five, people worried about stuff that mattered. Now that we live to be like a hundred, <laughs> we worry about like the dumbest crap, and now we worry about everything. And, and don't get caught up on what the thing to talk about this week. What's the controversy this week? Because it's like you guys, it, it's next week. You'll be, you'll be you'll be furious about something else, and life is too short, even though we live to be a hundred and whatever now, yeah. uh, to get mad about stupid shit that doesn't matter. Yep. Can, can can I can I bring it home with a quote? Yes, please. Give us a good quote. Make it count. Uh, be excellent to each other. Yes. I love it. Dig it. I love. I don't it. really. I don't really see how that applies. Uh, why not? Just fuck it. Just watch Bill and Ted. Yeah, because Wild Stallions, baby. <laughs> um, Wild Stallions, baby. <laughs> Bill and Ted 3 on its way. Hell yes. yes. Oh, man. So, yeah, okay. Uh, unless anybody's got anything else, I think we've kind of uh, we've come full circle. And we've made some pretty good points. We got, we got like, really deep in this one. I don't know. It's a different episode for us. It did. I a, think a we... Very special talk nerdy to me. Yeah. We took like two topics that I mean really didn't 
you know, pertain. I didn't think I didn't do a very, very much research at all. And I feel like we just sat here and fucking off the cuff, like right out of our ass. Oh, 100%. We, yeah, we, we blew it out for like an hour and a half. Well, and that's an opinion piece. That's, that's, what they're meant, that's what they're meant to be. It's meant to be a conversation. One, we yeah. put on our poopity schmoopity pants and we just <laughs> had the, like, the conversation that was full circle that you don't get in other podcasts. It's crazy. So talk yeah. nerdy to me presents dumpster fire actually wrapped it back around. It did. But, I don't. I don't know how it happened. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those where. You know, we were wearing the blindfold and we threw the axe at the target and somehow we hit a bullseye twice in a row. I don't know how it happened. Blind luck, I guess. I we'll never know. do it again. But No, no. Every episode is just going to sound like we're <laughs> mongoloid children that just have no idea what we're talking about. But this one was perfect. Oh, whoa, dude. <laughs> Mongoloid is not the preferred nomenclature. Oh, it's not? Oh, it's no. short bus kid. Oh. Troglodytes. <laughs> oh. Window lickers. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I think we need to cut this off. We're a bunch of just a before we of, give someone someone. Yeah, we're gonna get a lawsuit or something. We're, we're about to cause a controversy this week. Yeah, we are, and that's not gonna have air. Yeah, course. we're gonna be the number one podcast now. Hopefully, we're coming <laughs> for you, Joe Rogan. We're coming. Yeah, we're coming for you, Joe Rogan. Jre, we're coming for you. Oh man! So with that, we say what we say to everybody all the time, all of our friends. We say it the only way we know how.